30,000 years ago, distraction was seeing a bear come out of the woods and recognizing that and they're going to eat you and you got to run away. That's actually what your brain's designed to do because it's looking for danger to keep you alive. We stand today. The Business Method with a shout out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars in annual revenue. And now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results, economies, and cultures. There's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this, and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen. Now, let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Using technology to help people focus, relax, and sleep is changing the way we live in the modern world. Anyone with a smartphone has easy access to any type of music they want to listen to at any time. What is really interesting is that neuroscience is also on the bandwagon of understanding the effects of music on the brain because it goes hand in hand with making us mortal humans just a little bit more effective in our daily lives. I often talk about and promote Brain.fm is my favorite app that's out there to work, relax, meditate, and sleep. I've done this because they just have an easy-to-use, simple, and highly effective product. I've never had any contact with anyone in the company, nor do I receive anything for promoting their product. I purchased their beta version in 2015 and have used it every week of my life since. Ironically, I was on a sailboat in Croatia a few weeks back at a business mastermind, and out of all the people in the world that were there, the CEO of Brain FM, Dan Clark, happened to be on that boat also. He introduced himself, and I said, dude, you're my hero. Then I told him how much I love Brain.fm, and we got into a really healthy 45-minute chat about my experience with Brain FM and where they are taking the company. At the end of the chat, I invited him on the podcast, and he happily accepted. So this is today's episode. I've been hoping to get someone on the podcast for Brain.fm for a long time, and it makes me really excited to present this episode to you. Brain.fm is in the trenches when it comes to studying neuroscience and how the right sounds can help us take our productivity to the next level and our sleep, meditation, and relaxation even deeper. On the show, we dive into this subject with Dan. He talks about how they combine AI and professional music composers together to make highly effective tracks that their customers can listen to and get results from. We touch on why this works so well on the human brain, why it's replicating a natural part of our brains, and how this type of technology is helping people not only operate better in their own lives, but how neurophase locking is helping people with trauma, mental disorders, and replacing medication for people with ADHD. And on top of that, Dan's offered a special little promotion, 20% off for people that are interested in Brain FM. We'll include those links as well. You guys, I am very excited to present this episode to you. Without further ado, the CEO of Brain FM, Dan Clark. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. 
Listeners, welcome back to the show today, and we're excited to have you guys and very happy to introduce our guest today. Dan Clark is the CEO of Brain.fm, and Brain.fm has been one of my favorite apps and tools to use since they launched in beta version in 2015. And I remember we were doing business accelerators in Barcelona, and around our group, everybody said, hey, have you seen this new app, Brain.fm? You got to check it out. It's really cool. It was just like 25 bucks for for a lifetime subscription in the beta version. And I signed up and I've been using it multiple times throughout the week. And it is on my bookmarks is the third or fourth bookmark to click. So every single day I'll uh, pop on my Brain FM and get to work. And I, I love it over any of the other apps that I've tried. And we're gonna find out why, because it specifically works with science and research and technology to help people focus better, sleep better and relax better. And so we've got the man Dan Clark on the line. Dan, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for the great introduction. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. And we just met a few weeks ago on a sailboat off the uh, coast of Croatia, which was pretty fun at the Baby Bathwater event. How is life post Baby Bathwater Island? <laughs> Good question. So it's exciting. We're getting ready to release our brand new app. So we're basically taking the beta out of it and releasing a continued version of the idea of how do we create music fundamentally or functional music specifically to help people access mental states on demand. And uh, we're really excited here. We're kind of, you know, doing that whole developer uh, thing where we're getting close and we, oh, find a bug. We want to make it perfect. But we're really excited, um, and that's what the whole team is really pushing for right now. How do you make such a great app better? Because for me, it's it's perfect. But every time you guys do update it, I'm always pleased with the updates. It's never like a, I've never had a disappointing update, so that's good to know. But when when updating something that that works really well, what's the process you go with your team through with your team to make that change? Sure. So I was a user first, right, and that idea of what are we building and how are we building it for the user. I kind of use that inspiration for my first session ever on what I want from it really. And what guides us to kind of make the app better is we do take suggestions from a lot of users that write in, but we also all use the app here. Uh, we have a full-time team here, right? And we do brainstorming sessions about, you know, how we're using the app, how it transforms over time and really what we want in it. And it's fun to see how we can incorporate that to build out users' experiences for what they want or what they don't really know that they want because they've only been using it for so long. You know, I, I've been using it every day for the last three years now. And uh, it's funny to talk to power users that are in the same boat. And yeah. what happens is they're really guiding the ship along with, you know, again, our team on figuring out what features to add and uh, which ones to, you know, maybe put off for later. Have you ever caught somebody in the office using a competitor's app and you're like, hey, what are you doing there? You're, you're listening to Calm. <laughs> uh, people use the competitor's apps to see what they're doing that's right. Um, see what, you know, get ideas and things like that. You know, I, I think everyone here on the team strongly believes in what we're doing. And, you know, we all see the science from what is working, how it works. Uh, we have all these cool brain scans and things like that. So they don't use them over us, uh, so to say, or they want to be here, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's good though. You got to test out the competition, right? To see see what they're doing and to see how you guys can improve and stay on top of everything. Totally. Yep. 
I'm curious, man, this is something we're talking about a lot, you know, brain technology and flow states and different states of mind are really on the cusp of changing not only mental health, but just physical health also and emotional health. And it's changing the way that we interact in the world because, you know, we have all this technology that's surrounding us. We have our phones and our devices when we're plugged in all the time and it drives a lot of people crazy. And sometimes like they need to check out and get away from technology for a while which is really healthy. But also we have tools like Brain FM that can really um, help us tap into these natural flow states that can help us really be more focused and productive. Can you explain to us the research and, and tech that you guys are working with to make sure that you have one of the best products that are out there? I think it's important to understand really, again, what we're doing and how it works from a idea standpoint. And then we can dive into like the specifics and uh, we can get as nerdy as we want to be. So, so really, uh, music is really interesting, right? Uh, music has been around um, for as long as humans been, have been around. We actually don't know what was developed first, whether it's been music or language. And it's been traced in every culture and, and it's what makes us human, right? It's, you know, we can go into crazy things about what human babies can do and, and, and understand and just by default, like as a, as a habitual nature. But what's interesting about music and, and really our auditory system is that we can never really turn it off right? So even when you're sleeping, you're listening for things and your brain is always processing information. And really how we're, how our whole technology works is that we're actually, and, and you mentioned this earlier, taking a break from technology, things like that, because we live in an overstimulated world right now. And really our brains and our whole body are designed for the 30,000 years ago. They're designed to keep us alive, right? Yeah. So distractions are actually a really good thing. And 30,000 years ago, distraction was seeing a bear come out of the woods and recognizing that and they're going to eat you and you got to run away. And we're all descendants of the people that were able to recognize distractions. Many people, they'll try to fall asleep at night and they have all these thoughts coming in their head and they're like, oh, it's such a problem. I can't fall asleep. That's actually what your brain's designed to do because it's looking for danger to keep you alive. But nowadays, it can't distinguish your ex-girlfriend or your business partner or something else coming up. It just knows that this is a stress event, which means I have to think about it, process it, and understand it. So really what we're doing at Brain FM is we're actually um, eliminating distractions by creating certain acoustic qualities in the mu music that instead of putting all of your focus and attention on the things that pop in our head, we're actually distracting your brain just enough to be able to only really focus on the background noise. And with that, you don't have these new ideas and these distractions coming in your head. So the thing that you are actually doing, you can do and really do faster. So whether it's focusing, relaxing, or sleeping, now you can enter a brand new level of it, or again, faster by just focusing on the activity and letting the music work behind you. So that's kind of the premise of what we're doing. So on the science side, diving into that, what we're actually doing is every single track is built by an AI and composers together. So the composers are basically creating soundscapes that they feed to this AI system. And the AI system is looking at what brains look like basically in a resting state and what they look like in a deep focus state, for example. And then we have neural protocols which can actually stimulate the functional networks in your brain to arrive to those mental states. 
And what we're doing is we're changing the different frequencies. So many people are maybe familiar with binaural beats or isochronic tones, things like that. What we're actually doing is something a little different called neural phase locking. And we're using oscillating frequencies. The reason why that's important is because your brain is, again, trying to keep you alive. So it regulates and reaches homeostasis for any kind of stimulus. So if you drink enough coffee, it doesn't work anymore. If you hear beep, beep, beep of a truck going backwards, it's annoying, but after you know five minutes of it, it's just background noise. You know, I live in New York and I hear sirens, all that stuff. I remember trying to sleep the first night moving here and it was impossible. And then eventually you kind of just get used to it as the environment, right? Because again, now it's something that doesn't change and we're looking for. So make a long story short is that's why it's really important to have an oscillating frequencies. We also do 3D sound. And again, we're trying to basically stimulate the brain in, in making music that's not too engaging and not too boring or soundtrack like a robotic mix where it's actually enjoyable to listen to and is actually changing your mental state. The magic about the, the music is it's kind of like a balloon. So as it gently pushes you into the direction, almost actually a better metaphor is probably like running with the wind on your back. It's easier to stay there. So then once you arrive in a deep focus state, as long as you're listening to the music, you can stay in that state as long as you want until you decide that you want to move on to another activity. And then the same amount of time it takes someone to get into that state, which we found is anywhere between five to 15 minutes, then the reverse happens and then you come out of that state and can go on to other activities. And just as a little note, listeners, Dan has very graciously offered a 20% discount for anybody that wants to check out brain.fm. Just go to brain.fm forward slash the business method, brain.fm forward slash the business method. You can pick up that discount and try brain.fm for yourself. Yeah, so this is something that I've heard many different people talk about, how much time. So if you if you get out of a focus state, and a lot of times it can take anywhere from 5, 15 minutes up to two hours to get back into that mental state. What is, what's the research saying on your guys' end? So we're really interested in, you know, what the research is with the combination of brain FM. Right. So with us, we're finding it depends on your body chemistry. It depends on how much water you have in your you know, uh, diet and, mm. you know, different kinds of things like that. But in, uh, in average, it takes anywhere between five to 15 minutes maximum to reach into that state. Using um, brain FM. Using brain FM. Exactly. So deep flow state is one of our biggest uses are, um, relaxation, um, meditation. People find that they can reach meditation like they maybe can on their own, but they can reach different levels of it. And then finally sleep. A lot of people use this for sleep to, again, aid them in falling asleep so that, you know, instead of taking you an hour, it takes you that five, 15 minutes kind of interval, again, depending on, you know, what you're doing and what you're thinking about and, and um, your body chemistry. So right now we're, we're living in Lisbon and uh, we live on a street where there's a lot of the, the, a lot of bars and a lot of parties. And so like, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, the noise gets louder. So what we'll do is we'll we have a Bluetooth speaker that's got really good high quality sound, and we'll Perfect. we'll do the the Brain FM for six, seven hours or whatever, and use that to kind of drown out the commotion that's going on outside. Do you guys do? Have you guys studied much about using the sleep modes all throughout the night? Are people getting deeper rest? Are they falling into REM cycles and deep sleep cycles faster? Are they sleeping? Uh, more restfully. What have you guys found about that? 
Yeah, sure. So we we do recommend putting the sleep part of our tracks on for the whole night because what we're trying to do is actually two different things. We're trying to help people fall asleep, but then we're having trying to people stay asleep and then also enter something called slow wave sleep. So uh, many people are familiar with REM sleep and what that is, but slow wave sleep is actually something that is helping produce deep sleep, right? But also memory retention and other kinds of things that help us filter out um, some of the junk that your brain creates during the day. So you can think of it as almost like the garbage collector when you enter slow wave sleep and increasing spindle activity in your brain, not only does it help memory retention, all these cool things, but it actually collapses the spinal column and allows uh, more fluid to enter your brain and then clean out from basically highly functioning throughout the day. And there's really interesting studies that show that um, increased slow wave sleep actually directly relates to Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. We don't have specific long-term studies with Brain FM on that because they're really, really expensive, but we do have preliminary stuff uh, that shows that it does increase memory retention, it does increase alertness, and it does increase the ability to enter deep focus states because you're in a more rested state, really at baseline. It's interesting, a small tidbit is that we did a pilot test with a U.S. wrestling team in the last Summer Olympics, and one of the competitors used focus to, you know, work out and, uh, you know, different kinds of training, but he also used sleep every single night, and um, the youngest male competitor uh, um, ever uh, swept gold for the U.S. Olympics using wow. We think there's a lot there, and, and right now we have grants to in, investigate focus and ADHD treatments and alternative things to medication, but our next step is going to be launching into sleep studies because we believe we can help you know, athletes, you know, top performers, whether it's physical or even mental, like you know, business owners themselves, um, and really a lot of the population by helping them drive slow-wave activity in the brain. That's absolutely incredible. I'm curious, again, like we're, we're connected so much, you know, and with Brain FM, you can actually use it nonstop when you rest, when you sleep, when you're focused. When is the right time to turn the technology off? Have you done any studies on this? Say, okay, it's time to stop. I've got to turn the technology off and just be with myself for a while. So we haven't done that yet. You know, unfortunately, because there's so much studies we want to do, and because we have only a certain allocation of the startup. But I can really tell you kind of what our users are using us for, how long they use it, and then also like what I'm using it for to help kind of establish a baseline. So it's interesting. We find in our users that we have power users, which use us, you know, three times a week or more. That's me. Uh, that's you, okay. We find that we have probably like regular users, and I'm doing finger quotes right now, um, where they use us like once or twice a week, and they're using us for specific activities. And then you have, we have people that are super users, and the super users are the people that use us and stream us literally 24 seven. Um, <laughs> I do not find myself in that category, but the reason why I'm saying the spectrum is that it's, it's really whatever works for you. Um, you know, some people, they like three cups of coffee a day and some people only need one. And in the same kind of level, um, it really depends on some experimentation and also knowing your body and your mind and knowing what you need. Cause I also agree, like, again, I was saying I live in New York city, I need to get out of the city every few months. I need to go into nature because I need that check and that difference. You know, I have a, like a little mini garden in my house just, just to have some green around me, you know? What I like to do is, is actually recommend, you know, my usage to people to at least start. I guess I'm a power user as well, where it's a habitual process of my day. So I actually start every day with Brain FM. I wake up, 
I have my ice iced coffee. I'm a big iced coffee guy, no matter how cold it is outside. And I basically sat down with a notebook and I say, hey, what am I going to do today? So I put Brain FM on and I do 90 minute sessions. And this is actually some stuff we're releasing with our new set of features. But I think it's very important to have intentional sprints and what you're going to accomplish in that sprint. So I'll put on 90 minute session. I put down what I want to do today. I write down a quick gratitude, just kind of get myself into that zone. And then I just start busting out all the different kinds of things and kind of checking off my list. But really, I'm um, looking to just start my day off in the highest energy and the highest efforts possible and the hardest things usually because planning is usually, for me, takes the most amount of energy. And then after 90 minutes, I turn it off. And sometimes I jump into meetings, sometimes I jump into podcasts like this, sometimes I just put on my own music, you know, I'm a big EDM fan. And I think it's important not to just play this all day, unless you find that works really well for you. It really comes down to uh, having an intentional, hey, this is my music for X. And that's what we're finding. So, you know, I put it on and then if I need to do another deep work sprint, I'll put it on for something else with another intention. It depends on really what my day is. Sometimes I use relax, but mostly when I'm traveling. So relax is great when I'm on a train or when I'm on a, tr uh, a plane and going around and I only, you know, I, I kind of want to just chill out for a little bit or reset. So it's not really a integral part of my day, but it is for some people. Again, it's what's for you. So sleep, I'm, I'm in New York. It's very loud, like you were, you were saying what you do. And I put it on a Bluetooth speaker and I just um, turn it on and drown out the noise and, you know, wake up the next day, start it all over again. You know, I, I'd like to talk about, like, I haven't heard this, this term neurophase locking yet, but I was, I was reading through some of your, your pages on your website and you have this cool picture of a brain scan moving from pink noise to Spotify to brain FM and how the phases are locking and the higher the value, the better. Now I understand brain scans and, and how they work in different areas of the brain, but could you explain this a, a little bit more? So, so we understand neurophase locking and then why brain FM is locking you into this this phase what uh, we're doing with neural phase locking is we're aligning all of the functional networks in your brain uh, to communicate to each other more effectively and what that basically happens in the brain is the different uh, sections of the brain at the brain stem is how your brain communicates with itself right when you're actually under anesthesia um, your brain is still on right? But what happens is the oscillations of each layer of your brain are so apart from each other where it can't connect and talk to itself. And that's why you don't remember anything when you're, when you're under anesthesia. And we're kind of doing the opposite of that, where we're aligning those different brain stems to kind of be closer together and have matching frequencies, which is that neural phase locking pattern, which is basically how it can communicate or how we can uh, gently nudge your brain to be in deeper focus, relax, meditation or sleep, right? When you hear the oscillating frequencies, the reason why they're oscillating in a, with a certain pattern is actually to have your brain, um, there's a something called entrainment, and it's basically like matching a kind of wave. And that's how we're stimulating the different waves of your brain to kind of match to the music that we're doing and uh, get into that neural phase lock. So uh, matching and entrainment is actually really common if you haven't heard of it before. When you are listening to my voice right now, you're actually entraining to it. So if a really loud bus came by and it honked its horn, you would still understand what I'm saying because you're basically 
processing my voice and then expecting the next word or the next series of word. And, and that's important so that we can infer things and be able to kind of have frequent and fast communication. And your brain like basically does it for you on autopilot so you don't actually notice. And there's cool tests and stuff that you can see in trainment. But really the way and the why that we're doing it is because it's an easy way for you to inactively participate and get the benefits of deep focus, deep relax, deep sleep, all that stuff. By just letting your brain take over, do what it does best and letting the music, you know, work its magic. You mentioned primitive man from 10,000 years ago and, and how distractions kept us going. But also uh, you were talking about not knowing if language or music came first, which is really interesting and something that I had never thought of. But I read a lot of books about Native Americans and they talk a lot about how they use music to get into these deeper states of mind to do their ceremonies and then they get messages from the gods or whomever and then they decide what they need to do with their tribe. You, you're doing the exact same thing and this is why people love music, right? It gets us into a different states of mind. You know, we feel different based on whatever type of music that's playing. And I think it's really cool that you're doing so much research around the idea of, okay, how can we really make uh, the person perform better, whether it's even just relaxing or sleeping better based on the music that we create. It's really interesting how you guys combine AI with composers, right? This is relatively a new thing. Can you tell us more about that? What's that process like? Yeah, that's a really great way of wrapping that all together. Um, <laughs> when we start, started initially doing this, so the inventor of this technology, he started this like 18 years ago, right? And when we were doing that originally, um, or when he was doing it originally, he found that it would take like six to nine months to make one single track to be able to do this and have these certain effects. And it was actually not as effective as the, the music is now. And the reason why we really, or he ended up starting building this AI and why we have it still today is because it takes a really, really long time to do all the different maths to be able to make something work. And what's interesting is that most of this stuff has to be layered in with the music where it sounds really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's happening is we took a Christina Aguilera song and we put it through our music her voice would get really loud and pitchy and then really deep and it sounds horrendous and we we have to do is we actually have to make the music with it the challenge with making music though that you want to hear is that the computer or the ai doesn't really know what sounds good and what doesn't um and we're you know as we train it it's learning more and more but it's a very very complex uh thing because again our brains just already do it out of the box, like when we're babies. And there's some things that sound beautiful and some things that sound ugly. And the math may be the same on both. But what we have to do is basically have something that can do all of the math really, really quickly for us. And then we have to have the human composers that basically guide that to make it sound really good. So the human composers that we work with right now, they're, they're really good. You know, they've been creating music for video games and different kinds of collections and orchestras, and they work with this iterative component. And they're actually doing like composing in, in hard mode because every time they submit something, uh, they basically get an AI to kick out a song and then they listen to it and they go, oh, wait, this, I have to accommodate this. And if I change something here, then it actually changes across the whole piece the values of it. So they're actually looking at the figure on a very wide spectrum 
and then iterating and saying, okay, this is exactly how I want it to hear, but how can I work with the math and work with the different kinds of frequencies and, and all that stuff to basically build a melodic harmony that sounds pleasing? There's other companies that are doing AI built music, right? But what we're finding is that to really truly have music that you want to enjoy and listen to, you know, month over month over month, it really needs to have a human holding the reins to tell, you know, this AI, you know, what to build and where to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's, uh, I love electronic music too. And especially like I started loving it because it really would help me focus and get into these, these deeper states so I can be more productive. But in the book, Stealing Fire, have you ever read that book? Yep. Yeah. They talk about, you know, in 2014, EDM concert tickets were sold more than half of all the concert tickets in the world. So 250 million concert tickets were sold for just EDM electronic music. And now that you explain it on a deeper level, it really kind of makes sense because I think these the, this electronic music is focusing on how to get people into these more fun, loving, creative states of mind, which can, can be very similar to what happens when you take psychedelics. So I like the idea that you don't necessarily have to take any substances to get any states of mind when using the right music. I'm sure you've talked a bit about this or, or studied studied things around psychedelics and, and the effects of the brain and what your music is doing comparatively to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So that's probably probing into stuff that my neuroscientists on staff are looking more at, to be honest. You know, it's really interesting because, you know, when you look at, and this is just from my own self, not from my scientists, you know, I've seen the pictures of your brain when you're on acid or when you're on mushrooms or when you're here or that. And it's interesting because the brain is lit up like a Christmas tree, right? We're actually finding, you know, that uh, because we're looking specifically for focus, relax and sleep, that we are not looking for your brain to be lit up like a Christmas tree. We're actually trying to focus specific regions of the brain that are responsible for, you know, again, that deep focus for that prefrontal cortex, basically, that is uh, responsible for continued work and retention and all that stuff. Um, now, as the company expands and grows, and as our research does as well, you know, eventually can see a time that we can help stimulate certain kinds of brain states beyond what we're talking about now. You know, there is some level of drugs that we can't change, like you can't like we can't create caffeine in your brain because it needs a certain molecule to be able to behave that way, but we can create different kinds of stimulation in other ways. So as we look to build out, you know, creativity, those are probably some things that we may look at for inspiration and challenge, you know, say, hey, we're going to build this because we know what this brain looks like in a deep psychedelic state. And maybe we want to dull that back a little bit almost, you know, but that's more speculative. And that's really up to the neuroscientists and how the research uh, really looks as we you know, grow the company. So, so what do you think the future of this type of music is, say, 10 years, 15 years out? You know, we, we've come so far in the past previous 10 years. You know, 10 years ago, we weren't talking about this stuff. And now it's, it's huge, right? And it's, it's on the cusp of changing a lot of things. So, so what do you think the next 10, 15 years looks like for this type of music that's helping actually heal people be more productive, helping them sleep and sleep. And what do you think it, it, it is going to happen? 
You know, I do a lot of podcasts and I've never had a 10 to 15 year projection. Uh, yeah. So this is fun. Let's, let's do this. Okay. Um, so I think first things is I can tell you where we're heading in the next two to three years. And then we can start kind of layering on stuff from there. So the first thing is that, you know, we're releasing this new app. Actually, we touched on this a few times. So right now you do focus, relax, sleep. And we basically throw you into the app and say, hey, good luck. And the new app actually that um, you'll be able to download shortly, it has a habitual process. We onboard, we say, hey, what are you looking for? What does it look like? And we are actually doing specific mental states within focus now. So now you can do deep work, creativity, um, reading, writing, studying, things like that, which I'm really excited about because I can't read without having some kind of like background noise anyway. And now we're making specific background noise for reading and it's awesome. Like it helps me crush books. I'm usually an audiobook guy because you can, you know, probably guess I'm an audiophile. So I have all these different kinds of uh, listening apparatuses, but it's really cool to kind of get back to that. So I think that's that's really where we're, we're launching soon, so in the now. Um, and then immediately after that, we're gonna start working on integrating wearables and actually specifically making music for specific uh, people, right? So Chris, if you came on and you were able to wear like an Aura Ring or a Fitbit or something like that, and we have an AI that's built to accommodate the different variables or differences in those, those devices, and we're able to get a baseline of, you know, what does your body or what does your mind look like when you're at rest? And what does it look like when we stimulate you for sleep or for focus? Um, We can actually say this is what Chris, who Chris is, and actually get data and a closed loop system on what it's doing to you and make better music to match you and give you a deeper state of focus or relaxation or sleep. And that's some stuff that we're really excited about to explore because when that opens up, we actually believe we can uh, do things like workout and be one of the next Gatorades where we're able to improve cardiovascular out- output over regular music by X sustainable for as long as you're using the, the, the program or for multiple you know, months, et cetera. So that's fun. You know, fast forwarding a long time in the future, 10, 15 years out, I actually think that we're gonna start integrating smart listening devices into our daily routine. And that may mean that we have headphones that are connected to us, whether they're headphones that you pop into your ear that are really mini or, you know, another method that I can't even conceive. And we're always having an ability to be connected to our world, you know, whether it's through music or through, you know, sound prompts over things, almost like assisted technology that they're coming up with wearables like Google Glass, which is like relaunching and things like that. But I think we're going to have like vocal glass, you know, vocal kind of things. It's really interesting on a completely separate note. I actually just listened to a podcast. uh, I think it's on um, 99% Invisible. And and one of the podcasts he talks about is the specific design of alerts. Uh, Companies are moving and especially like cockpits for planes and stuff. They're finding that everyone's phones and everyone's like alerts through daily life are like beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. You know, there's no actually like which one's important, which one's not, right? And they're starting to design specific soundscapes for alerting systems inside of cockpits and inside of fighter pilots so people can understand what is going on without even looking at certain kind of instruments. And I think that's interesting because as we move forward in time, other companies like uh, Google, I think it's Google Street or Google Street Labs, they actually bought a huge set of land in Toronto and they're designing um, huge, like a a city block or, um, and they're actively uh, designing different soundscapes for all the different things. So 
everywhere from the restaurants to the actual apartments, they like own all of it and they're creating all these different things. So I think what's going to happen if you can kind of follow the trace of thought is that we're going to start learning how sound affects us more intensely than ever before. And we're going to be using it to our advantage to help us to, you know, sleep better and, and focus better and relax better. And maybe, you know, really hit different states of, of consciousness or different states of ourselves to, you know, better develop in life. And while, while that sounds pretty far out and stuff, I think, you know, some of the science and some of the things that we're learning uh, supports that. So I'm excited to see how things transition. As you were talking about that, Dan, I was picturing Back to the Future when Marty was in, in the future. And I was thinking like it, we're becoming so much like that because I can see us like leaving work, getting into our self-driving cars. As soon as you get in, depending on your mood, the AI has figured out what type of mood you're in and has music playing for you before you get in your car. Then you drive it, drive home and your house already knows what music you should be playing that should be playing while you enter it, even if it's like nature sounds or whatever and then depending on your moods in the house like say a couple get in an argument then the, the house can play some music to soothe the emotions you know while people are communicating through their problems and and to help prevent divorces <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i think we can easily talk about the future and also like how it's kind of scary and i think it's important to realize that we as consumers um, and even the builders really can take a hand in, in figuring out what that looks like. So like, you know, the HRV stuff that I was talking about, that's only if people want to give it to us to improve. And I think that um, we're going to eventually hit a time, you know, with AI and these data systems that people are either going to say, hey, listen, I want the AI to be part of my life and to help me or do X, Y, and Z, or I don't. And I think that's a conversation that's going to start coming up soon and probably will come up soon before we get the hoverboard, hoverboards of uh, Back to the Future. Oh, I man, I'm waiting you. for those. I'm waiting for those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've been using Brain FM, you know, a long time, as I mentioned. Four or five years ago, I wanted to start meditating every day, Monday through Friday, 15 minutes. And so I used your guys' app. But now, like, I'm I'm doing uh, meditation every day for an hour. And I love your guys' app because it just, like takes me places where these past traumas or emotions come up and I can work on them to either let them go or figure out why they're still there, why they're still inside of me. And the music is just, it, it really works. Like it really works good. You know this, I don't have to tell you, but I get so deep in these meditations that I don't even have to try to think about, you know, the right things or visualize anything because whatever is supposed to come up comes up and it works really well. I don't know if you've ever heard of Naval Ravkant. He was on Joe Rogan recently and he was talking about the importance of meditating, you know, an hour a day for for a period of like 12 weeks and what he got out of it and how much like healing and growth he got out of it. So I'm doing that and using brain FM to, to do that. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's working wonders. So, so thanks for all the, the hard work you've done, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. I mean, that's why we're building it and that's why we're, you know, growing the company and trying to really is because at the end of the day, the bigger we can grow the company, the more people we can help and have experiences like you're having. And, 
you know, some people are in all different needs of what they're looking for, you know, and some people need, you know, a lot of things. So they need focus, sleep and relax. Some people just want meditation. Some people just want focus. And what I, what my mission I find is to really build a company that can scale and help people no matter, you know, where they are in the world, what language they speak and where, wherever they are in their life. I mean, that's one of the core values, you know, of Brain FM and what we're doing. Music is the universal language, right? Yes, yes. And we're finding more and more about that, um, you know, every day. Dan, I think we'll we'll wrap up there, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all your tips and tricks and wisdom with us. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, no, I just think, uh, you know, I know your listeners are all, um, you know, entrepreneurs and, and working towards uh, future success. And if uh, I can help you there and if you guys are using it, you know, I'd love to hear from you. I love just like, you know, you shared with me uh, what you're using it for success. I always welcome people to, you know, write in and, and actually just email me, dan at brain.fm, but what, what they're doing because it helps me create a product that's even better and can help more people. Your new app comes out at early August. Is that right? It does. Yep. So we can do a special discount of 20% for your listeners, which I'm happy to extend. And then we also give everyone five free sessions to be able to first experience the app before they pay anything, um, to feel the benefits and to see, you know, what it's doing to, uh, you know, integrate into their life. And And the best place they can find that at brain.fm forward slash the business method. Yeah, it's brain.fm. We have a web app um, that that people can sign up for, or you can go on the uh, iOS or the Play Store and just do brain.fm. And early August, we'll be having a brand new app out that uh, we're talking about. So very excited for people to start using that. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on the show. It's been good meeting you and chatting with you and learning more about what you guys are doing. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And... We'll see you all on the next episode.